Welcome to week 4 of Geniuses, Poets and Artists. I am still Kim and I'm still the host for this podcast. And you can't get rid of me. Uh, what we talk about today with Jovi, our guest, is uh, about improv, of course. And about uh, games and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we talk about myself. Probably my favourite topic of all. Sit back and enjoy. Alright, hi Jovi, how are you doing? Hello, I'm fine. Great, fine's great, I like fine. fine. <laughs> fine's better than the alternative. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, welcome to Geniuses, Poets and Artists. Thank you for agreeing to talk to me on the show. So, before we begin, just to orient our listeners, what, uh, who are you? Hi everyone, I am Jovi. I've been doing improv since like late 2018, so it's been... Almost three years now? Yeah, I've been enjoying that. What else? Oh, uh, outside of improv, I am a programmer. I've been programming indie games. I've learned computer science through indie games, uh, creating indie games. And with that knowledge, I managed to get a computer science degree and now I have a job as a programmer. And so you did the game development first, then your degree? Uh, well, it, it went, sort of went hand in hand, right? Like I did, game, did a game development course in Polytechnic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that spurred me to like, hey, I actually kind of like programming. So I just kept going and then like, hey, I ended up with a comp science degree. Yay! Okay, okay. And then now I'm a programmer. Okay, are you still working on games? I'm still very much interested in games, but I haven't been like developing any games as of recent. I might join a game jam though. Not sure, thinking about it. Okay, yeah. okay. Sounds like fun. Yeah. When you say a game jam, is it like a bunch of developers get together? Mm, yes, that is exactly it. So a bunch of uh, developers get together. You can form a team uh, dependent on the game jam specifications. Mm-hmm. And on the day of the game jam itself, they will say like, hey, uh, for the jam, the, the theme of this jam is blah. So everyone create a game around blah. Uh, you guys have a certain duration. You guys have forty eight hours. Go, and then like uh, just a bunch of games, yeah, comes up around that theme. Okay, okay. I, th- I feel like I've seen some results of game jams. Uh, normally, mm-hmm. it's a little. Um, there's like one mechanic or one specific thing that you do, and then it's just to keep doing that. Yeah. Although I guess I've heard some other games have like um, like full blown commercial games have come from game jams or like they, they grow out of it yes I am pretty sure that you've played a game which has emerged from a game jam okay yeah. okay okay cool uh, that's fascinating the, the world that I know well I wouldn't say I know nothing because I play games but the development side of things I'm like it's a mystery hmm. yeah. it's like bread <laughs> bread is I mean I, I know that bread is baked right <laughs> but um, before I was 20 I just assumed bread was just you needed like a factory, a whole industrial thing to go about right. it. Really, it's flour, water, and time, and heat, I suppose. Yeah. Which is not it's not that hard to do on your own kitchen, as we've all found out in the last year or so. <laughs> that is very much true. Okay. But, uh, is, is it as easy as baking bread? Ooh, ooh, that's that's kind of difficult to say. <laughs> it is. I would actually say it's easy. Wait, oh, I wouldn't say it's easy. I would say it's accessible. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Okay. Okay. As most things are, there's like so many guides online, and you can probably make your own game if you really wanted to. 
but it really does take commitment effort. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So that's that's you. Um, how did you get into improv? How did I get into improv? Uh, I think I was at home and then I was like just kind of going down a YouTube rabbit hole. I was like slightly depressed and shit, and uh, I told myself I wouldn't swear. Damn it. Okay. Oh, there goes my clean rating for this episode. Oh, uh, you are still technically clean. I'm not. <laughs> well, yes, but uh, it's the whole episode. <laughs> like when you upload it to Anchor, it says, "Oh, is it clean? Is it explicit?" And there's only two Damn choices. It. And I thought I could be the first. Every episode so far. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, how I go into improv? So YouTube rabbit hole. I was watching whose line is it anyway? And Drew's like, "What's it called? Improvaganza, I think." Yeah. Um. So I watched these things as a kid, and then I'm just rewatching them as an adult now. And then I, I thought to myself, like, man, I'll never be able to do this. This is so scary. And then, like, uh, I'll just chase. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, go for it. Um, I just chased my fear and I went for it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I actually just saw in my email. I was thinking like, oh, when do I start improv? And then I was like looking for the taster session email and mm. it was like from Hazel and mm. I remember Hazel conducting the taster session for me yeah uh, that's a while back <laughs> a very long while back yeah Twi- oh is it 2018 right 2018 late of 2018 okay on August I believe yes okay okay that fits in the timeline because I believe Miguel took over in 2019 for the taster session oh uh, yeah shortly after yeah. I recall and he's been doing like 90 I would say 95% of them since and he's, he's good people like him yeah I've been to so many taster lessons oh I said you've come back yeah I, I just keep going back I was like hey you want to check out this improv thing I, I feel slightly like an evangelist but like uh, I, I don't like being one uh, well you know if you love something you want to share that love whether it's for <laughs> Jesus or for improv <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, cool uh, yeah so yeah I've been doing it ever since okay right so you okay. what uh, what improv things uh, have you done that really stay with you what do you mean when you say that like projects or classes or ah. if you've seen a show that you've gone like oh man so you know any of those that uh, leave that lasting impact hmm anything's really stuck with me I guess I, I keep doing improv for like this magical moment in which like if two if the improvisers listen to each other really well mm-hmm. um, you can sort of feel like okay what's their what their next move is gonna be or like you're somehow in this like sync alright yep that's uh, uh, the classic the guy Mihaly something the flow guy right have I, you heard of the concept of flow I have told I've heard of the concept of flow yeah I didn't know this Mihaly guy. Oh, so he I mean, he was the one who oh. basically he wrote about this concept of flow. Okay. And that's um, that's the thing. That's a high we're all chasing, essentially. Oh. Where we we've done that one scene somewhere, where there's a class or a show, or we've seen it, or we, it's happening, and you can see the the improvisers, the players know exactly from moment to moment where they're going to go, and then they make that moment, and it is magical, huh. right? It's 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 because it's right at the intersection of what they know how to do and the challenge and then they're like okay this is exactly where I need to be at this time and both as an audience as a player when you're there you know it 
it's just here we go with the evangelical stuff again. <laughs> it's a bit like you know, uh, you know when you know you know, right? <laughs> yeah. But the first time I actually um, noticed that moment, or like actually caught that moment and like thought about it after, was actually in a scene of you. Oh. Yeah. This was during the Organic Herald workshop. Oh. I remember there were some uh, scenes in which I was like singing, "My heart will go on." and about some sort of um, underwater submarine thing in which three people are stuck together. Oh, I, yeah. yes, yes. I remember like, John didn't want to die and I was like so crazy excited to like be with you guys and dying and remember it just somehow like coming together and then I said something like, oh, let's sing! And then the thing from a previous like unrelated scene came up and then like we we sang uh, my heart will go on yes <laughs> okay very vivid memory okay yeah that's great that's exactly I think that's, that those are the moments that we live for right like, yeah. that when as we continue to practice we try to replicate that um, mm. I think different people will have different stories about how they found that moment I feel like uh, uh, a lot of times people stay in improv also because of the community here mm-hmm. the community here is Great! I've never seen uh, a community which is so like inclusive. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, kudos to you guys. At the same time, I must say it. It's also because improv is such a naturally you have to work together, right? Yeah, like you don't want to be a uh, <gasps> I must say D word uh, to each other. Douche. Yeah. Dick, Dick face Okay Okay yeah. uh, We can just swear now I mean we've, uh, we've, It's like you know You've crossed the barrier Oh okay Ah oh, fuck yes okay Feel so much more comfortable now <laughs> Okay Okay cool. you don't want to be a dick to each other right Yes yeah. you don't want to be a dick to each other So like Yeah let's have dinner Oh let's do this thing And everyone's like so Yes andish about it mm-hmm. But I'm also afraid Of swinging too far on that side And then it's like Toxic positivity Ah yeah 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 We uh, We're quite aware Um, It it goes both ways right So I think in America Over Since the Me Too things um, Mm -hmm. Have happened There have been theatres That have shut down People Like founders And coaches Who have been uh, You know Have finally had to face The consequences of their actions I was going to say cancel But I think consequences Really is the thing They they were already abusing their power Mm. And then um, They were finally called out that mm. and we and so far in Singapore we haven't had to face that particular thing we will at some point because human nature is like that but we want to you know make it as safe as possible for as many people as possible okay and I'm glad that you you think that uh, that is re- is reasonably inclusive and um, we, we do try exactly. to we do try to do that somewhat I like you guys I like what you guys did on like what was it scholarship thing oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, one issue I found with it. Can mm. I talk about issues? I sure, yeah, by all means. I, I find that it's, to no fault of your own, uh, systemically classes. Uh, that's improv. In Singapore, for us, it is, yes. Yeah. We're quite aware. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we put this scholarship out there, because um, we can't... I, I mean, there's so many competing things, right? Like, we have to pay the rent, we have to pay our coaches, because mm. one of our core principles is that we... We want to pay our coaches, our, the people who work with us, a fair amount. Which also means that we need to charge people. Um, and the scholarship is just our, our small, I would say fairly inadequate way of trying to redress that balance a little bit. 
Yeah. We do get people who say, oh, we can't do the classes because they're quite expensive. And then we're like, well, yes, but we have to you know, pay the rent. Right. Because we are a private limited company. Right. Uh, and that was a very conscious choice. We didn't want to you know, um, get to rely on charity. We didn't want to rely on government for handouts. We wanted to make it a sustainable business, which to some level it is, but then the classes problem becomes uh, inherent. So I think we could go on about that. Like art is inherently quite. Uh, if you want to practice, it means that you, you know, economically you can't really do that. But that's you know, that's also a completely other conversation as well. Wow, I didn't think about it that way. That's pretty cool. It's common. So you know, like artists in the past, they would have patrons, or they would either come from rich backgrounds, right. or if they were able to, they didn't have either, and they were still able to do it. Um, it was a very small minority who were able to achieve commercial success or were willing to compromise on their economic uh, well-being. So oh. that's, that's where the difficulty lies. La. There has to be a compromise made somewhere and it's where the artist uh, is able to make a compromise. So for us, at this point in our development, we can afford to give out a few scholarships here and there to let people who wouldn't otherwise be able to take our classes take them. And so, you know, let's give back. People have given us so much. And we want to give back in some way, and but also in a way that allows us to keep operating. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of you know there are pressures from coming from everywhere. It's like how do we balance these pressures? Have, have there been people who reached out already? Well, we have two currently in our, in our system. So okay, quite happy with that. Both um, have been good in classes. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if they're willing, them, at some point we might bring them on a podcast, have a chat about that. But that's up to them. Right, 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 right. To identify. Cool. What else? Um, Can I ask you questions? <laughs> you, you, uh, hasn't happened yet, but yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what question do you have? Oh man, I feel like I feel like we could just interview you and that'd be an episode in itself, though. <laughs> I'll interview myself. I feel like narcissism is <laughs> a thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to go down there just yet. Okay. 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 But sure, if you have a particular question, something that you're interested in. Huh. What do you look forward to in improv? Like, why have you been doing this for so long? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of it is sheer bloody-mindedness. Like, I don't know when to stop. So that I, we didn't really have an exit strategy when we started, which is probably part of the problem. Okay. Um, and I, I think for three or four years, economically speaking, it wasn't viable. Uh, where we, we just wouldn't stop. Mm. <laughs> Uh, partly it's community, as you mentioned. We have an amazing group of people, people coming together to help us out, really step forward when we, when we ask for the help. Mm. Um, people who would soldier on and keep doing improv, even though it was clearly quite difficult for them, yeah. um, through different things, whether, you know, sometimes people couldn't find groups or people couldn't find, like, uh, or they were going through unemployment, mm. and yet they would still come back to improv, and we wanted to support that in the best way we could. And we could see the benefits that it was having on people, the impact. Right? People would do improv and they would be happy here. Mm. And for, so for a while, sometimes we would think, oh, should we give up? Should we go get a job? Uh, someone else would pay us actual money to do things. And then we were like, you know what, let's take care of one more year. If in a year's time it's still as bad, then we'll stop. But no, we didn't. And we kept going. And we are here now. So uh, in a fairly stable place where, you know, it, it works out okay. He spoke strictly about the business. <clears throat> um, oh, the improv part is fine. It's great. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the improv side of things is amazing. Like, like I when I when I'm on stage and I'm playing and I'm in the flow, I'm like, yes, this is, this is the moment that I'm looking for. Right? Uh, even when I'm coaching, 
when I say something and it clicks and you see the students really they do a scene where everything's coming together you're just like yes this is some of those other moments all part of my plan (laughs) (laughs) yes ah yes you've done a good scene now let us get you on the stage and we can do a show and then the scene continues to thrive it's part of the plan really so you you consider more yourself more as a actor and a coach when it comes to improv as opposed to what 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 are the alternatives Uh, like I don't know, producer and director. Oh, I hate producing. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm really unorganized generally. I, I think this is the truth. Like, everyone knows this more. Mm. It's like, I, can, I think in, when we were starting out, I would take sometimes years to reply to emails. Mm. <laughs> now it's just months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not really good at that part. I think I do it because I have to do it to make the improv happen. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I can totally feel that. I mean, I mean, even myself, I'm not sure. Yeah, there, there, um, there are some people in the community who are organizers, and you can see that. No, <coughs> Miguel! <laughs> yes, uh, Miguel, among others. Inching uh, was doing it for quite a while. Oh, long. yeah, she yeah. was. And because most improvisers like improv, they don't come to improv so that they can organize <laughs> things. So these people are, you know, they're real, they're really like, um, I think they're really valuable to the community. Yeah. But it can be quite a thankless job because uh, a lot of other improvisers will go, you're organizing? Great! Me! I'm gonna go do the improv! And then while they stress out about all the producing things and whatnot, uh, yeah. then other people get to play, it can be quite thankless. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank your organizers, everyone. Yes, yes. And if you find them, please... Oh Please, you know, uh, let them know that they are treasured and thanked and they, that, they, you, that they have your gratitude. Yes. Uh-huh. Have you seen Miguel? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, uh, his most recent Facebook... Uh, <laughs> his Facebook is, 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 uh, is a mood. It's a real mood. Crazy, that man. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, I like improv because I think for me, it really changed um, my outlook on life. I, where I could step forward and be heard uh, and be worthy of being heard. When I was, you know, younger, I was very much an introvert. I was always trying to keep small and unnoticed. Just, you know, get a, uh, don't rock the boat, you know. What made you want to start it though? Improv. Like doing yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because I know you were in the UK or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whose line? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the yeah, improv like. gateway drug, basically. And then there was a theatre group. Um, there was a theatre group that was auditioning and then I was like, no, I... <laughs> I they, no, well, I tried to join it and they, was, they were like, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you know were, why they said no? Yeah, because there were 200 auditionees for 10 slots. So they said no 190 times. Uh, but the, you, you, you don't know why they said no? No, I don't. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I, they didn't tell me. It's one of those form or uh, rejection letters where, uh, thank you for auditioning. You, uh, we do not find that you fit our needs at this time, but you were great. You should try again next year. <laughs> you know, or you should fly back to Singapore and set up your own damn company. Right, which is actually a pretty common auditioning uh, or like origin story for a lot of founders, right? So, uh, yeah. improv theater founders, they either they are rejected from groups and then they're like, let's I'm gonna form my own. Fuck those guys. <laughs> um, or they go back to their home countries. There's no improv here. I guess I have to do it. Um, so. I, I've talked to so many founders and it's basically the same story everywhere, oh. right? Uh, they go elsewhere, they try to improv, they come back, there's no the improv, so let's make the improv happen. Oh. Yeah, so that's me. Okay. Yeah. 
And yeah, just after that, it's just you, know, you build. You're building something, and you're seeing that it's a great impact. You're like, let's make this keep going. That's so cool because when you said that, I I drew parallels to Viola's uh, Viola Spolin's story. Mm-hmm. On like, oh, there's no theater here. I want to give theater to these uh, was it kids refugees? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then like, oh, I'm gonna make this like free form of theater. Yeah, you don't need props or costumes. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to keep started because theater in Singapore is not the easiest thing to get into. Is sometimes it's a bit of a closed shop, right? Mm. You have actors mm-hmm. with training, or they already have connections with theater companies. But for us, we want people to be able to do theater, right. and improv is a really easy way to do it because you go out there and you are making things happen straight away, right. and you don't need a, a set. Do you even really need a venue? Well, if you ask the government, <laughs> yes, you do. You also need a license. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, all any any artificially imposed conditions aside. You need a you need a, an improviser, an actor, and you need an audience, mm. and that's all you need. Okay. Wait, one last question. I really want to ask is, um, mm-hmm. um, um, do you think improvisational theatre is looked down by other forms of theatre in Singapore? Wow, uh, that. It's, it feels like an entire minefield just opened no, oh, up. That's, that's yeah. true. Okay, <laughs> never mind. No, no, no. Uh, I have I have thoughts on. It. I think. I used to think so. Okay. Um, I believe that now it is really just, you know, the older you get, you realize people form attachments into what they are comfortable with. Mm. And improv can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm. And uh, even actors, right? So actors are not necessarily improv trained. And if they are improv trained, they might not like it even because it's... The, the whole thing about scripted theatre is that there is an entire machinery to really support the actor as they get out on stage and right. perform. The directors, the sets, the costumes. And right. in improv, you, are really, you really need to be vulnerable. You are putting all of yourself out there on stage, every single bit. And so we don't necessarily get a lot of actors doing improv. I think there's maybe one group, Improvonopolis, that's mostly actors. Hmm. And the rest of them, are, the rest of the improvisers here are, well, not really actors, right? Uh, wait, let me let me come. Let me there are some actors, but they're kind of scattered around here. Yeah, and there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are not really any actor-focused groups. A lot of them are lawyers, engineers. You get accountants, programmers such as yourself. Yes. Uh, your average civil servant. I don't know what civil servants do. They're just <laughs> what's there. an average civil servant? I don't, I don't really know. Like <laughs> government has so many people, they do all kinds of things. So it's just massive grouping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's looked down on. I think maybe regarded with some wariness might be more accurate. Okay, okay. Yeah. But also we are fighting with them for uh, venue space and stage time, and we are trying to hire venues and whatnot. So it's a uh, yeah. I, I I think it's um, there. There are more bridges being built. There are some actors, John among others, who yeah, are yeah. really like into both worlds. Uh, and obviously, I think there's a lot to be learned from them. And I w- I could say the same as well. Uh, coming to us, I can. But we also see us as serving people, not just actors. Right. Because right. everyone benefits from improv, from my point of view. I mean, I'm quite biased, obviously, but uh, I do firmly believe that. Yeah, I believe so too. I think everyone can afford. That's why I keep asking everyone to go for like tasted lessons. Oh, thank classes. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how would. So, back to you. <laughs> how would you describe your relationship to improv? Well, what's that question even mean? Wait. So, do you, well, do you like it? That's, that much is clear. Yeah. Um, is it, 
how has it changed your life? How do you relate to it? Is it something, do you have a love-hate relationship? Is it pure, unadulterated love? Um, like, how do you regard, like you've done it for a few years now, so it's no longer the, you know, the, the bright-eyed, like bushy-tailed, initial throes of infatuation kind of thing. So, how is it now, that uh, relationship? Let's see. I love it a lot, but I'm trying my best to not let it consume my life. Because <laughs> I do like so much improv-related things. Like because of improv, I've been taking up so many courses. Hmm. I I have a Google uh, a Google Word document in which of of all the improv classes I've taken, and it's like two pages long. It's crazy. Um, I. I really want to do more improv. I want to get better at improv. At the same time, it feels like a, a journey I cannot take alone. Yeah, I need to do it with a team who is equally as um, committed to it as me. Okay. Because previously I was in like a team, and then like I was like super intense about it. I want to do like everything. I mm. had so much ambition. Um, but we just went on the same page and then uh, yeah kind of my fault I think I don't know yeah, fault, fault is the thing but I, I, at the end of the day if there's a, a team and they're, you know, everyone's moving at a different pace at some point that tension is going to be too much yeah so what I'm doing right now is just try to focus on myself and improv like, okay. just think of it like a solo journey whoever comes along I would just improv with them have fun a bit yeah. Do you have like an end goal in mind, or at least like is there a state that you want to achieve improv wise? That's that's something I've been struggling to like uh, answer. Uh, that's something I've been thinking about recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know when w- this was, but I felt like, man, I'm going to just be an old man doing improv one day, and I want to get better. At it. Wait, what was the question? Is there a, sorry, yes, is there a state that you are aiming for that you want to achieve? Like a, a kind of like, you know, you're, you're growing, you're taking classes, you're practicing, forming teams, and then where, where are you headed towards? Oh. Like you say you want to get better. What so does that mean? My improv enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I Jonathan Pitts had a lecture, right? Like his thing was uh, Nine Ways Up the Mountain. Nine Ways Up the Very Mountain, right? Guru. Like, that's the visual image of that. Like, at the mountain, at the top, there's something. How do we get to that something? What is that something? I thought that something was improv like mastery. What does that mean? That's true. I don't know. I don't know what the angle is. I really don't. It's so vague. But I know I'm enjoying the journey. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, 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 self. that's super helpful. I can if you weren't, <laughs> like, this is <laughs> suffering. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> it was suffering at one point, honestly. Okay, okay. I feel like we can all relate to this uh, phrase, oh, many of us, like, oh, we do one one two one two one. Uh, improv is great, I'm going to stick with my, my current batch of cosmates, it's going to be amazing, we go so far, and then like, cosmates all have mm-hmm. different expectations, some drop out, some stay, none of my 101 cosmates are around, mm-hmm. um, then you try to form teams, Teams drop out, it's very depressing, you mm. don't get onto any teams. Um, 
but yeah, I would like to uh, echo what Gene said. And if you just stick around and just hang out, you definitely find your own tribe. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah, I I will. I gotta be honest. I don't know what improv mastery looks like necessarily. Oh, I thought it looked like you. No. <laughs> I will. I no. Man, I'm so far from that. Jeez, I had three shows over the weekend, and I think I had two that I was personally unhappy with, and one out of three, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's uh, that's a pretty decent like batting average. <laughs> what do you mean by personally unhappy with? Like, I think okay, so for that often it's like okay, did my teammates do well at number one? And I think they did fine, they did okay given the circumstances. So um, that's number one. But number two, did I do well? When I say I do well, man, it's simple things like. Did I support people? Was I present? Uh, was I responding in a way that uh, I can be proud of? Because I'm not necessarily doing a great show. Doing a great show, I think, is a byproduct of doing well. If that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So in the moment, we're just concerned with a specific behavior that we did in that second. Um, and then at the end of it, hopefully it adds up to a good show. If it doesn't, that's, that's a by the way, right? So the, sh- the one show that I thought I did well, I had Four audience members. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so sad. Yeah, right? So that's kind of like, okay, well, not necessarily a good show because there weren't a lot of people, but right, right. I behaved during the show in ways that I can be happy with. Hmm. Whereas in the previous shows, I was maybe a little bit distracted because uh, all Friday was tax season and I really hate paying my taxes. <laughs> um, but I did, government, so yeah, get on my back. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but then I was distracted and then the second day I was kind of also distracted by I think some tech or some other things and, and it was only by the third show uh, that I was like okay this is I managed to get myself in a good mental space and the show did it and I was like okay this is great so you know one out of three and is that greatness? no I would say that if someone can do it well reasonably consistently then okay that's a, a sign a symptom maybe of mastery there's so much to unpack that. <laughs> First off, I, I, I totally respect you as an improviser. You've been doing it for so long. I, 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 it scares me that you haven't found like uh, some sort of consistent method to always be like there, you know? So I, I, I thought you had some sort of solution that I could like learn from or something. So that scares me a little bit. Uh, next is... Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Thanks, like, um, you mentioned you. One of the things you mentioned was whether my teammates did well. But it's totally not on you, right? Uh, it isn't, isn't, right? Because you're part of the show, you will influence how they're doing. So if huh. you go in and you are, so, you're doing so badly that you make them worse, then that's usually a really bad sign. And I think I didn't do that this time around, <laughs> which is nice. So that's kind of like the, a necessary condition, but it's so far from, you know, it's like. It's like, you know, you're taking a driving test and you hit a, a pedestrian, there's an instant fail. Uh-huh. It's like one of those. Okay. <laughs> and every car behind you just crashes into yeah, you, and you're so like, well, the rest okay, of them fail. I, I failed this test. <laughs> Take it in the month. Uh, but whereas, like, that's kind of the basic pass mark. And then after that, to get well, it's also what are you doing to, to uplift everyone as much as you can? No, uh, so so my, 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 like, my <laughs> uh, no, from it is, the onus is not completely on you, right? No, no. But that's improv, right? It's not. Uh, unless you're doing a solo show, which is his own other kettle of fish. Right. Which I haven't even crossed that bridge yet because I'm just like, shit, that bridge looks like it's on fire. 
And if I go walk across it, I will. It's gonna be uh, horrifying. I've seen the solo shows. Kind of interesting. Mm. It looks so scary. I've seen solo shows. I, yeah, they always look really scary. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, completely. What, what are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, duos are another fun one. So I've had good duos. I've also had bad, <laughs> bad duos. I I wish y'all could see Kim's face right now. <laughs> it was pained. Yeah, so yeah. pained. Uh, so you know, that's also uh, in a way there are fewer variables, but it's also a bit more pure in that sense because uh, it's just you and your partner, right? Which it, it really boils down to that. Right. One unit of measurement Whereas with six people There's like So many moving parts mm. um, and it's, it's easier to In a way succeed But your highs Are also higher Harder to hit Depending on the group Of course But and the day And so on yeah. Whereas a duo Is like You're really this Not much of a safety net And you're just like Wee <laughs> Totally want to try a duo That'll be fun Yeah you got to find The right person I think um, And even then It's going to be a gamble What, what does that mean? The right person. What does that mean to you? I know there's so much. What does it mean wow, to you? Do- I'm not an expert on duos, to be honest. Like, I haven't done a lot. Okay. Yeah, I've done maybe three. Yeah. Um, so, of those, you know, it's just like, it's a, is it the right wavelength? Is it, sometimes it's just like, you know, you're, you roll a d20 and a, a one pops up <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's, it's that day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's partly it's like can you can you are you able to have that chemistry with that person? Do you understand each other or not just superficial level, but you know what do you both want from this? What do you want from each other? Uh, what do you want from the art? And are you able to work together to achieve that? Uh, if you can at least start on that journey together, then that's you know that's super helpful. I've started many more unsuccessful duos just because after a while you realize that you and your partner there isn't some there isn't quite that chemistry. Interesting. Mm. I've seen two of your duos. I I thought both of them were like pretty good. One being oh, which ones do you see? We must have just put it out there. No? Jonathan Pitts uh-huh. and Asher. Asher, ah, breakfast okay, show. Okay, four duos. Yeah, I guess breakfast show wasn't really like. You'll probably, probably do that again at some point. Asher, you there? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it was kind of it didn't go quite how we envisaged. But there were a number of moving parts the audience then. But it was fun. It was okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Pierce is quite interesting as well. Yeah, I guess at the end of that particular show, uh, there was a little bit of a strange ending for me because I think he, he, he basically ended by killing my character. I think. Oh and yeah. Kind of physically hurt at that point, so that was a bit weird yeah, <laughs> for me. So I didn't really feel like a duel to me because it really felt like he was going on a journey and I was just riding on his coattails during the show itself. So I think that speaks more to Jonathan's skill than my <laughs> mine per se. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, how it looked to it looked good to you. There's just there's a lot. A lot of that's him. Oh, but then again, uh, at that point, I didn't have the eye to see whether like oh, is mm. this guy leading this guy on or and like mm. yeah. But yeah, you should totally try to get a duo done. Uh, I think I really I, I recommend it at least as a way of seeing. You know, developing the skill set, understanding mm. like, a little bit about yourself as an improviser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're coaching a bit now, yes? Uh, yeah. Uh, y- I think you've been doing it for various groups. And I think uh, just coaching in general is uh, it's a great way of understanding yourself as an improviser. I suppose so. So, first off, uh, my coaching journey thus far is like, I join groups and then like, the groups go like, Oh, Joey, you're so great, you're so experienced, why don't you coach us? Uh, and then like uh, I, I coach them 
but I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, and then only recently did I like start considering uh, taking it a bit more seriously, mm. especially uh, when you offered me to uh, coach the jams and coach uh, the two hundred one rehearsals. Mm. Yeah, and then like oh, people are really relying on me. Uh, I need to yeah. up my coaching game. But it sounds like uh, well, from what I'm hearing, that this has all gone well. Uh, really? Yeah, like the showcases w- went well. Uh, was it B- uh, Unita's group? Yes. Uh, yeah. Unita. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since I, I think it was good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, testament. I, I, I totally attribute it to them though because they have been practicing a while. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like, a huge part of it. No, that's, great. that's a great attitude to have. I used to be, as a coach, I would be like, oh, if my students are bad, I'm like, why? I'm a terrible <laughs> person now. And I realize it's basically them. <laughs> but it goes, Just detach yourself from them. It, it, it's true It goes both ways but If they're good Or they're bad It's mostly them And you are just trying To facilitate that Okay And yes You can be a bad coach You can be a great coach But it's not you That's on stage Yeah I guess <laughs> I guess you just point like, Go that general direction And if they don't go Then like Oh well Yeah, yeah <laughs> but you know It's also like you know, Point in the general direction Maybe oh tell them Oh there's a a couple of bandits lying in wait. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's the road kind of veers off. Don't step off the road right. into the dark forest. Right. You know, as opposed to someone saying, oh, there, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be better with our like, pointing of directions. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's quite a journey that you've been on. So, um, aside from improv, what else are you interested in? Oh, as I've mentioned earlier, um, I'm really into like indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm one of those people who are like, who gets obsessed over like one particular thing and does like a lot of research on it. Mm. Yeah, uh, the most recent one is coffee, brewing coffee oh, at home. However, okay. I know you are pretty big on that too, I've heard. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that expression? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I have, I have a problem. <laughs> you have? Oh, have problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your current setup? Uh, so during university, I just brewed with like an AeroPress. Okay. But now uh, I'm trying to do it with uh, Pauva, just a regular V60. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my setup as well. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I think maybe when I was starting on this particular journey about four years ago, I found a really nice grinder on Ooh. Carousel. Uh, apparently RRP is like 1.1K. Uh-huh. And then the, the guy was like, I have 11 grinders. My wife said I have to give up one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'll sell this to you for 400. And I was like, Ooh. I, looked at it, I was like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, but it's been great. Do you still have this guy's contact? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got any, but no, it's a carousel. It's like four still years a hand gr- using a hand grinder. Ah, oh, I'm gonna buy the niche. Oh, I use, yeah, I'm, I'm lazy. Oh, okay. I'm $400 lazy. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, yeah, I'm really into, I've always been into indie games my entire life. Yeah. Okay, okay. So not so much to. Like big studio games or? Yeah, because I'm not very interested in um, commercial titles because it seems more like a money grab. Mm. Uh, for indie games, it feels like I'm um, listening to someone tell their story via this art form. Mm, okay. Uh, may I talk about why I really yeah, like games? Well. As opposed to other forms of uh, media like um, 
books, movies, theater, I find games to be a lot more active. Uh, in in a movie or a book, it's a very one-way channel. The book or the movie talks to you. In games, you can sort of influence what you get, right? Choose to jump or not. Choose to stomp on the Goomba or not, mm. like that. Huh. Yeah, right. Gives you agency, and when you have agency over the 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 thing you're consuming, I feel like you are more um, invested in it. Mm. I feel the same goes for improv in that, like, hey, the audience suggestion. Uh, this this is kind of what you guys wanted to see. Well, not not what you guys wanted to see. You guys influenced this. You asked for it. You asked for <laughs> this, so if it's bad, it's totally on you. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know what else to say to that. Yeah, well, so improv in many ways can feel like the indie game to the uh, <laughs> to the scripted theatre scene. Where, you know, for oh, scripted theatre, I mean, there's a huge spectrum, of course. You have community theatre, mm. you know, or like hall plays. Mm all the way to like massive multi-million dollar Broadway touring productions right, right. so it's uh, it's quite a big spectrum the same with games right but improv yes. can often feel like you know like it's homebrewed it's very indie a small bar somewhere a bit poorly lit oh I never thought about it that way but yeah I guess that's why, kind of why I really like it mm. cool okay well it seems that you found that, uh, that through line <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad improv was my first, like, step into, like, theatre. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've never done any theatre things before this. You've done other theatre things since? Yeah, uh, I've gone for acting classes. I guess that's the only other theatre thing I've done. Spoken word class. Oh, okay. Like, poetry? Or? Yeah, okay. somewhat like poetry, but performative. Okay, yeah. 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 Used to have a few uh, slammers coming through. But that was oh. a long time ago. And I'm taking uh, the UCB sketch writing organized by Luke. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's fun. Yeah, so sketch is also a natural evolution of, of improv. You, like, you, you do so many scenes and some of them are amazing. And then you never <laughs> see them again. You're like, let's write this down. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly you have a sketch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been asking about um, the sketch for a long time. And I'm, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just all about the improv. <laughs> So never really go into that. Wait, but I know you do like this writing thing. I've been trying to write, yeah, but uh, I'm very really lazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing a lot of morning pages, so that's the Julia Cameron thing, right? You do like, it's supposed to be three handwritten pages uh, a day in the morning. I'm, I don't write, I type. There's 750 words a day. Oh my god. And it's often just rambly, like, oh, what's the day like? Just so part of it is much like about the mental health part, it's about the artistic part. But I've also been attending other writing classes where they do like little writing exercises. Oh, here's a dystopia, here's a Ukrainian. So, uh, Gail, do you remember yes. Gail? Yes, he's, he's, uh, he's got a theatre, flock theatre in the Netherlands, and he's been running these online classes. And it's been really helpful just because I guess I respond to deadlines where I will always do the homework <laughs> literally an hour before class. But that is still more writing than I would normally get done on my own. So, hey, Yay. Yeah. It turns out that if I pay someone and there's external pressure, I respond to that. Yes. <laughs> Things like, ah, oh, that's why I started the podcast actually, is because uh, there was a CNA radio interview that was going to happen, and I was like, let's write that tale of publicity. Okay. Uh, let's get a podcast out. So after five years of dithering, I finally <laughs> got it launched in two weeks. I, 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 
<laughs> you, you shared with me all of that thing about deadlines and like how you like get stuff done because of it and then like in my mind it's like there's a little parallels of this and the national gallery thing right now which national gallery thing? like having like so many shows oh, and then, like God. trying to fill up yeah. all the slots yeah I guess in a, in a small company like ours where you know it was Hazel before and myself and now uh-huh. it's mainly myself and Miguel um, the company culture is going to be shaped by <laughs> a lot by whoever's in there uh, to a significant degree. I, I like say, you know, say DBS for example, right? You got right. like I don't know a, a billion people in DBS, right? And if one one person is not going to be able to really shape that company culture, mm. but when your company culture is like there's two full time guys, <laughs> and one of them doesn't like deadlines, <laughs> or rather, let's let's rephrase that. He only responds to deadlines. All right, yeah. So that can be. A bit hard Sometimes Not yeah. the most professional thing But You know Looking for one more person as well right? Uh, we have one more person I can kind of think of it uh, Priya Which I don't think most people will have met Because she's not an improviser Huh Yeah That's So weird Yeah um, I figured It's a bit like You know If you want uh, a, a business development person And the government had a grant right? It was that Traineeship thing So right. we hired her under that Okay Yeah So she's been helpful Okay yeah. Yeah, we're discovering new things as well because I'm not a sales guy. Is she going to come for a one-on-one class at any point? That is the plan. Although, given that there's no deadline, <laughs> <laughs> not sure when that's gonna happen. Looking forward to meeting you, Priya. Plan? I don't know if she listens actually. Priya, if you do, say uh, hello. Great. Uh, so tell me, Jovi, where are you headed next? What does that mean? <laughs> In life. In improv, like if you think about the future, where what jumps out at you? If I think about the future, existentialism <laughs> jumps out at me. <laughs> um, let's see. Wow, <laughs> man. Yes. Oh, um, I'm finally moving out of my parents' place. Ah, yes. Yeah. Congrats. And <laughs> I'm moving in with uh, two roommates, both of whom are also improvisers. So that will be fun. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> feels like there are certain milestones that as an improviser you can achieve. and This is like one of those... Another one. A bit less common, I think. Most, most people don't move out into an improviser household. But, you know, yeah. it happens. That's so cool. Like, I, I'll be with you guys. Like, well, not with you guys. Like, I'll be within like, the Improv Bermuda Triangle in mm. Singapore. <laughs> in terms of where we stay. Yes. What else? Hang on. So that's um, this us and Annie and Asher are in Havelock, and you guys are uh, just behind tanks. Right. Yeah. Wait, so you say Bermuda Triangle. I'm just thinking, where's the third point? John, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. So that area-ish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just in case anyone's listening and thinking, oh, these guys are freaking rich. No, we just, <laughs> we just, we just make poor financial choices. Yeah, we yeah. We own none of these places. It's a really okay. bad financial decision on my end. Really, really bad. But yeah. High five. Totally yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, okay. What else? Improv wise, um, I'm having a show Ooh. with a group called The Accidentals. Mm. This is a group coached by John and we'll be having a show in May. May 16th, I believe. Oh man, I better not get that wrong. <laughs> and, uh, yes, please. <laughs> please turn up for your own show, please. <laughs> oh man. 
do, do correct me if I got it wrong. I, 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 like I said, I'm not the organizer guy. Oh my god. And also, I might be doing a trio. Oh, fun. With yeah. who? Oh man. But this is yet to be confirmed, so I don't want to speak about it. But, uh, okay, okay. But, but know that if you saw the team name, it'll be obvious which trio Jovi is with. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. Well, John was yelling about this the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. I hope it's a musical. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, do you want to do a hoedown of me right now? No, I do not. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Stanley took it out of me already. Oh my god. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much, Jovi, for uh, being on the show with me. Is there anything else that you want to mention, talk about? Any things that you want to promote or mention on your... Do you have a website, an Instagram that you want to put out there? I don't. Oh man, okay. You're making me consider whether I should. I'm told that you should, but again... You're I, told that I should? I'm told that people should, in general, promote oh, themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I not thought someone told you that. Jovi should have. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think for I think for the first seven years of the company, I was very wary of the idea of self promotion. It's always like, oh, our product will speak for itself. That's not true. Right. You, you kind of need to fight against the massive noise because there are totally people out there whose products suck, <laughs> and they will promote themselves, and people will buy their stuff. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you have a good product, i.e. yourself, oh, you should just go out there and sell it because you deserve to be purchased. This analog and this analogy is getting weird. So like, <laughs> yeah. stop right there. Just call me a product. <laughs> Sorry, I've been doing. I've been in the business too long. <laughs> Everything's a product. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, like, so if yeah, just even something like you know your improv journey, or even just like if you're doing what you're interested in, because you're an interesting guy. Uh, I think you should be oh. putting out there. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do more. All right. Well, thank you so much, and that's the end of our episode for this week. Woo. Tune in next week for another episode of Geniuses, Poets, and Artists. And that is it for the fourth episode of Geniuses, Poets and Artists. Thank you for being such a wonderful listener. Especially since you're listening to this, you must have actually finished it. So thanks so much. I love you already. We actually have a guest lined up for next week. So tune in next week for episode five of Geniuses, Poets and Artists as we have BX, one of our latest graduates from our Improv 301 talking about her experience as a new improviser. Tune in, it's going to be a fun conversation. Here is our competition for this week. Now, if you email me at kim at improv.sg and tell me the name of my first ever improv troupe, it's actually Oxford Comedy Deathmatch, then I'll give you a free rubber chicken pin. Email me now. Alright. In the meantime, Stay safe and speak truth to power.